This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to That's Life. It is the 8th of May 2023 and you guys can always hear this show live every Monday morning on Twitch. I go live. It is free of charge. Twitch.tv forward slash Vince Russo live and you are free to join me each and every Monday morning when we talk about life. And we talk about the important things and we talk about things that matter and we talk about our spiritual walk and we talk about the meaning of life. And today I want to talk about something very important because I think a lot of people really don't have a grasp on this and really don't have a handle on this and a thorough, thorough understanding. Guys, a lot of us are afraid of death. Uh, And we are afraid of death because we are afraid of the unknown. But when we are Christians, is it really an unknown? Or do we clearly, clearly understand the significance of both heaven and hell? And with absolute faith and absolute belief, do we believe as Christians, and Christians are merely people who believe in God, people who love God, people who make God first, uh, people who live by God's word, which is the Holy Bible. As Christians, if we have absolute faith, then we we would have an absolute faith in what happens once our bodies um, 
leave this earth. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And and obviously, it's difficult to understand that, man. It's difficult to have a hold on that and have a grasp on that. But as believers, um, we do understand, and as my friend Boris, my German friend, just said uh, on the chat, death is coming home. And that's exactly what it is, because it may be death of the body, but the body merely is there to carry the spirit, and the spirit goes on. And when we leave this earth, and the soul and the spirit is alive and well, well, when you absolutely believe 100% in God, and Jesus Christ, you are going home. You are going to heaven. And God is literally setting up residency for you as we speak. You know, I had a a friend of mine over the weekend, his his mother passed away. And, you know, when when somebody passes away, it immediately goes to gloom and doom. And and that's the human part, which I totally, totally understand. And, you know, I guess when I think about death, as a lot of you do, you think about the people you're going to miss. That's what I think about. You know, not, not that I'm afraid, not that I think I'm going to go to hell, not that I don't believe I'm not going to go to heaven, just the human part of me knows that there are a lot of people I'm going to miss. And, and that's where the mind goes. But I think uh, there are a lot of people, whether they don't believe in heaven and hell, uh, whether they are on the, the fence with heaven and hell, when you have a true understanding of heaven, and the afterlife, and what's going to happen to you. You just get a much more sense of peace and a much more sense of calmness. Um, And that's what I want to talk to you about today, man. I want to talk to you about six surprising truths about heaven. What does the Bible say about heaven? This is on beliefnet.com, and this was written by a Leslie White. And I want to go over the six surprising truths about heaven, which may have you, which may give you a better understanding and may make you feel more at ease. But again, there is only one way to heaven. And that is absolute belief in Jesus Christ. No doubting, no questioning, absolute belief with all your heart and soul. We know from Scripture that heaven is a real place. Are there uh, sufficient Bible verses to tell us what heaven looks like? Are the images of angels and the saints playing harps while lying on the clouds an accurate depiction of heaven? Can we know for sure what heaven will be like? 
Everyone wants to know about heaven and everyone wants to go there. Though most of us are not in a hurry to pass away, we all have questions about it. The only things we can know for certain about heaven are things revealed in the Bible. Everything else is speculation and hearsay. We also know from Scripture that there is only one way for us to see heaven, and Jesus is Christ is the one and only access to it. There is no other possible way to go to heaven but by the Son of God. While the Bible tells us everything we need to know about heaven, there are a number of things that many believers don't know. Now, here are six surprising and important truths about heaven. Now, keep in mind, um, very important to understand. These are all biblically based. This is not the opinion of the author of this article. These are all biblically uh, based. So let's look at the six things. Number one, three heavens. There are three heavens described in the Bible. Did you know that? Our immediate atmosphere, out of space, and the home of God. The first heaven, our immediate atmosphere, is what is called the firmament or sky that covers the earth. This is the realm of birds and clouds that surround the entire earth. The second heaven is where the sun, the stars, and the moon reside. This is the space beyond the earth, and it covers the entire universe. The third heaven is unseen and is the residence of God, including Jesus Christ. This is where the dead martyrs and the saints are today. This is the location of the throne of God and where the holy angels surrounding his throne sing day and night. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord our God. We can conclude that there is such a specific place as the third heaven. It is always spoken of as being above the first and second heaven. In addition, since these first two heavens are actual places, we should also conclude that the third heaven is a real place too. There is no reason for us to assume it is symbolic, especially since the first two heavens are speaking of known realities. So in other words, what they're saying is we know there's a first heaven, our our space, our atmosphere, which we wake up and see every day. We know there is a second heaven that goes beyond that, beyond that, the moon, the stars, the sun, the planets. So if that is real, what would make it so difficult to understand that there is a third heaven that is beyond the first and second heavens? Number two, God is preparing a place for us now. I just said this. A common sentiment heard at funerals spoken in an effort to bring peace to the hearts of those left behind is that the departed loved one has gone on to be with Jesus and is now enjoying the afterlife in the heavenly paradise 
looking down upon us. When the person presiding over the funeral uses scripture to support the claim of immediate life after death, they often reference John 14. The Bible tells us, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. John 14.3. When King David says, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever, he's saying that God has prepared a place for him in heaven. Jesus did indeed promise that he left the earth to go and prepare a place for those who would eventually follow him to heaven. On that point, the Bible is unmistakably clear. As Christians, we are right to find comfort in that promise. The weight, the absolute weight of a promise from God a promise from God that if we believe in him and we make him first in our lives and everything revolves around him, no questions asked, he is preparing our home in heaven. That is a promise. Number three, not Everyone will enter. In the book of Matthews, Jesus reminds us that not everyone will enter heaven. Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many might works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, your workers of lawlessness. That is Matthew 7, 21, 23. We are taught in the Bible that in eternity, many people will seek to enter heaven, but will be stopped and turned into hell instead. Most religious people die with an expectation of God letting them into heaven, but it doesn't work that way. You have to enter into heaven God's way, which is through Jesus Christ. You know, guys, this is where I always talk about the power of prayer. Prayer is a conversation with God and a loving conversation. Prayer is a relationship with God. And when you go on your judgment day, God cannot say, I do not know you if you had a relationship with him here on earth, if you prayed to him, if you believed in him, if you lived your life for him, if you told others about him, he knows you. He will know your name. 
But if not, and if that relationship was not there, then he will not know you. I think that is very, very, very telling. The next thing we may have not known about heaven, we will have work to do. The idea of working in heaven is foreign to many people. Yet the Bible clearly teaches it. When God created Adam, he took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Genesis 2.15. Work was part of the original Eden. It was part of the perfect human life. God himself is a worker. He didn't create the world, then retire. Jesus said, my father is always at his work to this very day. And I, too, am working. John 5, 17. I got to ask you, man, are you working for Christ right now? Heaven, too, will be a place where we serve and work. Revelation mentions this several times how we will be serving God. That is why God gave us work to do in the garden. Well, just like we're we're going to be serving God in the garden, we also should be serving God here on earth, no? Serving God, living our life for God. So he will know us. We will still experience emotions. This is very interesting. In Scripture, God is said to enjoy love, laughter, take delight and rejoice, as well as be angry, happy, jealous, and glad. To be like God means to have an express emotions, to have and express emotions. Therefore, we should expect that in heaven, emotions will exist for God's glory and our good. We know that people in heaven have lots of feelings, all good ones. We're told of banquets, feasts, and singing. People will laugh there, Luke uh, 6.21. The Bible says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. Revelation 21.4. Man, think about a life like that, bro. Think about that, a life like that. God will wipe away every tear. No longer will there be death, mourning, crying, or pain. These are the tears of suffering over sin and death. The tears of oppressed people the cries of the poor, the widow, the orphan, the unborn, and the persecuted. There will be crying no more, though we might shed tears of joy. Imagine the joy flooding from your eyes as you meet Christ and as you're reunited with loved ones. Man, think about that, bro. I was just witnessing, like everybody else, uh, the massacre that took place at this outdoor mall in Texas. Do you know, bro, there have been public shootings. We are averaging public shootings, mass murders now, one a week. 
one a week, bro. This is hell on earth right here. This is hell on earth. This does not exist in heaven. There will be no death. There will be no pain. There will be no crying. There will be no torture. There will be no blood shed. We live in a scarred, sinful world that we are responsible for. So when our loved ones pass away, they are going home. They are going to live in eternal peace. Wow, this is a great, this is a great one. And very fitting that we wrap up with this one. The struggle of sin will finally be over. One of the greatest things that we have to look forward to is that the struggle over sin will finally be over. We all struggle with sin every day. We know that in the kingdom of heaven, nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life, Revelation 21, 27. This is only possible because of Jesus. We have no fear of being judged for our sins because it was already judged and taken away at the cross by Christ. We will have heavenly bodies free of sin. We will no longer face the challenges and limitations we face on earth. Can you imagine what our first glimpse of heaven will be like? It will cause us to gasp, gasp with amazement and light. The first gasp will likely be followed by many more as we continually encounter new sights in that endless, wonderful place. We know from Scripture that heaven is not only a real place, but also a dwelling place of God. His throne is there. The angels are there, and the Lord Jesus Christ is there. What greater place do we have to look forward to? Wow, bro, that is so powerful. That is why I love, I love, I love being a Christian. That is why I love doing this show. And I love passing the word on to you. But as I tell you, every single week, um, I am not here to convince you of anything, nor would I ever try to convince you of anything. That is not my job. My job is to share my testimony and my story with you. My job is to tell you what God did in my life and how God made my road much more easier once I handed it over to him. And my perfect Absolutely not. There is only one perfect being, and that being is God. And I 
promise you, I am not God, nor are any of us. But if you want that relationship, it is absolutely free of charge to you, regardless of your past, regardless of your sins. You ask God for redemption. But with that forgiveness, you've got to make a promise to him, and you've got to make a sacrifice to him. And that sacrifice is that he is going to be number one in your life and that you are going to serve him while you are here on earth, and you are going to live for his will and his way. And it's there, and all you have to do is ask. That's life, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life.